Hey everyone, welcome to the fifth episode of the Personal Growth Project. In this episode, I'm going to be going over all the lessons that I learned this year, and hopefully you can learn something useful from it. So for me, at least, this year felt really lengthy, and I feel like I grew more as a person than I have in any other year, not because this year was particularly horrible or anything, but I just had a lot more opportunities to grow and a lot of time to myself to really think about the type of person that I am and who I want to become. As we move forward into the next year, I think that it's really important to go over all the things that were learned in the past year. And part of what I do every year is I write down lessons as I learn them. So I have a pretty big list by the end of the year. And going over that list really helps me see how far I've come and how much I've changed. So in this episode, I'm going to go over some of the things on this year's list. To start off, one of the most prominent lessons that I learned at the beginning of this year was that it's okay to set boundaries. And it really doesn't matter if you're setting boundaries with friends, family members, or in relationships. It's valid any way you do it. I used to be the type of person that would stay up until one in the morning just because everyone else was doing it. And I remember that I used to stay up really late on school nights just talking to friends in January. And that really took a huge toll on my mental health, on my academics, just on my self-esteem in general. Because it really just doesn't feel good when you disrespect yourself by ruining your sleep schedule for other people. And I remember I'd be sitting in class the next day wondering why I did that to myself. But then I'd keep repeating that same thing because I just didn't really, I guess, value myself enough to set those boundaries and say, no, I am going to sleep now. It's been nice talking to you. When I started setting boundaries and doing that, I lost a few people from my life, but I realized that If being friends with someone requires ruining your sleep schedule to talk to them every night, then it's not a worthwhile friendship in the long term. And someone may be a really nice person to talk to, but if they just don't have the same mindset as you and they're not interested in having a good sleep schedule, then maybe you really don't want to be friends with them in the first place. I think it really is true that your friends end up influencing the type of person you become. And that's why I'm really picky now about who I choose to spend my time with and who I choose to talk to, because I really don't see any point in hanging out with people if they don't share the same values as me and if they don't have similar goals, at least, because then they would just drag me in a completely different direction than where I want to go and that's not beneficial for anyone. So I would definitely say that setting boundaries just helped me weed out the people that weren't meant to be in my life. So I'm very glad that I learned that lesson early on.
The next really big lesson I learned kind of tied into the last one, and it was that you cannot help anyone who is complacent, which is, of course, really hard to accept because sometimes new people will come into your life and you'll build them up in your mind as someone who has so much potential and someone who could be something really great in your life. But if they're not there at the moment and they don't want to change, you just have to walk away from the situation because people who don't want to be changed, people who are complacent with where they are in their life, even if they're going in a completely different direction than you, even if you can tell that they're going in a horrible direction and they're really hurting themselves in one way or another, no matter what advice you give them, no matter how much you tell them that you're worried about them, people like that just will not change. And you may have really good intentions trying to help someone, but if they don't want to be helped, it's a waste of time for both people, and it's good to just walk away. So if this sounds a little different, it's because I'm now recording this last part of the episode a few days later. I got caught up in something. But yeah, the next lesson that I learned is that you always have to choose yourself first, which is really important in today's day and age because a lot of people, whether they realize it or not, are not putting themselves first, especially because of social media and phones. A lot of people now actually expect you to always be on hand and always be ready to respond to text messages. Like, people will literally get angry if you don't respond to a message within a day or even within a few hours. And to me, that is just absolutely insane. I think we've really conditioned ourselves to feel like we owe people a quick response when really we don't. And when you're always responding to things quickly and dropping whatever you're doing to respond and give other people your time, it just really shows that you're not putting yourself first. And trust me, I used to be the type of person who would just respond to stuff as soon as I got the notification and just put aside whatever I was doing to have a text conversation. But oh my god, I just cringe when I look back on those times because not only does that kind of make your day worse because you've now broken your focus on whatever you're doing, But it also makes people value you less because they're like, oh, well, this girl is just sitting around with nothing to do but respond to my messages. And that just makes you not seem like a high value person, which is, of course, not what we want as we continue on into 2022. Another way I often see people pick others before themselves is in school, actually. And I know this is probably relevant because hopefully most of my listeners know me from school. I think that's my main audience right now. But a lot of people in school get distracted by stuff that keeps them from really succeeding. Like, it may be fun to sit next to friends in class, but a lot of people are unknowingly really sabotaging themselves by constantly allowing themselves to be distracted by other people in class. And, you know, that is tough because you obviously don't want to like throw people out of your life because you think they're a distraction. But boundaries need to be set. As I said earlier, 
And if someone is constantly distracting you from really doing your best, then it might be best to just rethink that friendship or just try to move seats. Like I used to definitely allow other people to distract me all the time. But if I find myself in a situation where I constantly find myself being distracted by someone else, I will literally ask the teacher to switch my seat or I will literally move myself because in my opinion, no conversation is worth losing my grade over, you know, and especially when those same people could just make an effort to talk to me outside of school. Like if a friendship only consists of someone distracting you during the school day and calling that being a friend when they make no effort to talk to you outside of school, that's not a friendship. It's literally just sabotage in my opinion. And people may not mean to do that, but you really have to think about things in terms of whether these conversations are damaging you or helping you. Because it's one thing if someone you talk to also hangs out with you outside of school, I would call that a real friendship. But is it worth sacrificing your grade over having conversations with someone who isn't a real friend, like someone that you couldn't count on in times of need or call outside of school? In my opinion, no. That's why definitely over the past year, I've started to be a lot more careful about who I give my time and attention to during the school day. Um, and I know especially as we go into this new semester, it's really important that everyone thinks in the same way because I really don't want you guys to ever have to compromise your success for people that would not talk to you outside of school, people that wouldn't have your back in any other situation because that's really not worth it. At the end of the day, you go home from school, you've just given up a lot of your time and attention to these people and now you're stuck trying to catch up on everything that they distracted you from and that's just really not fun and that's not a fun way to spend your night trying to catch up on schoolwork. So for that reason, um, I usually actually try to sit next to people that I know I'm not going to end up talking to when I go to school. And it's actually helped me a lot because I just, I get so easily distracted sometimes and it's just made a big difference in my grades. So I'd recommend if you're the type of person that knows that you get carried away talking to friends or whatnot, um, I recommend that you find somewhere to sit that's far away from those people even though that seems like it would make class less fun, it's probably better for your grades in the long term. So another way that I see people not put themselves first, I've actually seen our society get a lot better at this in recent years, but it's choosing to go out when you don't really feel like it or you have other more important stuff at hand. Luckily, I feel like as a whole, our society has started focusing on individual mental health more and people are getting more comfortable saying no to things. But there's still a lot of people who have been unfortunately raised thinking that you have to say yes to every event, you have to say yes to every conversation in order to be polite and in order for people to like you. And that's just really unhealthy for anyone to grow up believing because then they'll end up you know, running themselves into the ground, trying to please all these people when it's really just not worth it in the end. And they'll end up sabotaging themselves because they'll have such horrible mental health from all the draining stuff they're doing on the daily. And for this reason, 
I've grown more comfortable over the past year saying no to things, um, which at first was a little bit hard because, of course, when you start doing that, you get afraid that people are going to think you're not interested in being friends with them at all. You hate them. You know, I think especially at the high school age, people tend to be overly sensitive about stuff like that. You know, everyone's just kind of afraid of being rejected. But I really think that it's best to start establishing those boundaries early on and practice saying no to things that you just don't want to do. Like, your time in this world is precious, and I believe that it's better to do only a few important things with your time than to try to please everything and everyone and run yourself into the ground for no good reason while not being able to thoroughly excel at any one thing. Like, for example, I know in my freshman year, I was in a ton of clubs. I'm pretty sure I had a club every single day of the week, and it was just so overwhelming and awful because I would dread going to these clubs every day after school Some of them I didn't really love. I just thought they would look good on my resume. And, you know, that really did not pay off at all because it took time away from me being able to get good grades because I had to go to these clubs and spend an hour of my homework time on these clubs after school. And it just made me kind of sad, honestly, because no one really wants to spend so much of their time doing things that they're not passionate about. So... I actually grew a lot and I ended up quitting all except for, I think, three clubs. And that just made such a big difference. Like already this year, I feel so much more free and the few clubs that I do actually partake in, I really go all in in those clubs and I really have a chance to excel at them because I'm not trying to spread myself over so many different clubs. And that did make some people upset because I was part of a few like clubs that compete in things. And of course, they need people to join their teams so they can compete in these state competitions. But it was so worth it in the end because I just felt like if I wasn't really truly passionate about something, it was basically ripping off myself and those competitive teams for me to do it half heartedly. And so, When I quit those clubs, everything just changed in a really positive way, and I no longer had to dread going to clubs after school because I loved everything that I did. So for that reason, I think that this kind of methodology, I think that's the word, can be applied to things other than just clubs. Like, for example, it can even be applied to people. Like, if you have a ton of people you're talking to, but some of them you just know that you don't really connect with, you just have these text conversations for whatever reason. Sometimes we don't even know why we end up talking to people, but we do anyways. I would just reconsider all of the people that you talk to on a regular basis, you know, like cut out the people that you really aren't that connected to, I would say, and do the same thing with your hobbies and how you spend your time after school. Like, Are you spending an unnecessary hour of your time on YouTube when it brings you no value? Are you like, I don't know, using Instagram for an hour when it's not helping you at all and you don't really enjoy it? 
it sounds crazy because we have free choice as humans, but a lot of us still do things that we don't really want to do, which I just kind of think is insane. But we just get caught up doing things that we don't actually enjoy. And it just kind of, I guess, drains us over time. So one thing I really like to do is for one day, I'll plan out everything that I do in that day. And well, I'll just see like where my time is being sucked into. Like I'll write down how I spent my time in each hour of the day. And it helps me see all the things that I do on a regular basis. And I look at that list of things and I just start to cut out things that I know are not bringing me any value. And over time, that's just helped me weed out the bad activities. So I have more time for good activities. You know, and that's really the whole idea of productivity, in my opinion. That's why it matters so much to me. Because the truth about it is that it's just trying to maximize your efficiency on things that you have to get done, like schoolwork, chores, work stuff, so you can spend more of your precious time doing things that you enjoy. Um, I don't think productivity is about, you know, grinding all the time and only being successful. I think it's just about maximizing your efficiency so you can do things that bring you joy and things that make life worthwhile. Because otherwise, it's productivity is kind of pointless if you're just trying to work all the time. I don't think that will bring anyone a fulfilling life. And the crazy thing is people think that I'm like that and that I work all the time and I don't take breaks, but that really like couldn't be farther from the case. Um, I work really efficiently and I work in little bursts so I can just get all the grunt work done and spend the rest of my time doing fulfilling activities like my side hustles, my hobbies, playing instruments. And I think that's the reason that I've been successful in academics, because if I had put all my eggs in the academics basket and if I had just run myself to the ground trying to be perfect in academics, I wouldn't have had the motivation to keep going and I would have gotten really burnt out. So I think that's a really big myth about productivity that's been hindering a lot of people. And heck, in my freshman year, I even used to be that type of person. Like, I thought that you had to have perfect grades, you had to, you know, get all these awards in order to be successful and happy. And that was what it took. But all I did was give myself really extreme burnout. Like, I would get so burnt out, I couldn't even do my homework after school. I would end up procrastinating and doing it like in the 10 minutes before school started every morning. It was just horrible. But as soon as I took my attention off of just constant academic perfection and I put my energy into other activities, I got, well, I guess I could say I just got a life. And <laughs> that really helped me a lot. Because now I did enough to completely put all my worth into academics. I could do other things in my free time, like, for example, this podcast. And that just really helps make sure that you don't put all your worth on one thing that you can't necessarily completely control. Because when you put all your worth into something with a little hint of, I don't even know if this is a word, uncontrollability, 
you put yourself at risk to just have these periods of absolute burnout and a lack of motivation when something goes wrong. Like, for example, you could have a class that you really study for all the time. Let's say you have a test on Friday and you spend your entire week studying. You study as much as you can. You think you've got it on lockdown. And then you take the test. It's super hard. Your teacher throws a bunch of questions at you that you didn't even think were in the notes. And then you, like, get a bad grade. It's really just not something that you can control. And that's why I would say that it really helps to spread your eggs across many different baskets and hobbies and just try to, I guess, grow your interests outside of school instead of spending all your time working on academic stuff, which I guess people would not expect me to say that because, as I said, people think that I study all the time, but really I think that it's me not studying all the time that allows me to really excel at the few things that I do put my energy into. Another way I see people not put themselves first, something that I used to do but I learned to stop, is Well, it kind of connects to what I said earlier about boundaries, but it's messing up your sleep schedule for other people and eating garbage food at social events, which is a really easy one to do because, of course, anyone with a social life will end up going to little get-togethers and stuff, but usually get-togethers happen at night, so they'll usually run later than I would like to go to sleep. And those get-togethers usually have pretty unhealthy food. I don't know why it's the norm for little get-togethers and parties to have such unhealthy food and to run so late. But, you know, that's the sad thing about it. Like, oftentimes, all we want to do is just hang out with people, but then we end up eating a ton of junk food and ruining our sleep schedule in order to just hang out with people. And I think that that's really unnecessary in today's day and age. And, well, in my dream world, we wouldn't have to ruin our sleep schedule and be surrounded by junk food in order to hang out with people. But something that I've started doing when I go to these little get-togethers is I no longer feel the need to eat the food that they've provided or to stay later than I want to stay up just to be polite I think that it's really easy to get, like, I don't know the word for it, peer pressured into doing things that really aren't good for your health just because everyone else is doing it, and it seems like you'll be rude if you reject doing these things. But ultimately, I think that if you continually do those things to yourself, it really ends up weighing on your mental health over time, and it just kind of makes you not respect yourself as a person. And not only that, it'll probably make other people respect you less as well, because whether they consciously realize it or it's just subconscious, you know, it kind of lessens someone's value in your mind when you see that they're just willing to throw away their sleep schedule to hang out with people, um, to stuff their face with really unhealthy food, just because that's what that's what's offered at these get-togethers, you know, it's just not a good image. And you don't want to be known as the person that just always goes with the flow. You know, I think there's this really good quote that I saw 
um, in a classroom and it says only dead fish go with the flow. And, you know, that's pretty accurate. I would say that you shouldn't always be proud of it if you're just the type of person that goes with the flow. Yes, people may like that, but it may not necessarily be for a good reason. Like, for example, (laughs) this is a really different example, but um, in relationships, like the girls that always go with the flow are the ones that are just less respected, the ones that are valued less, um, the ones that are kind of written off as the type of people that you would just call for like a good time, not necessarily the type of girls that guys end up really valuing and looking as someone like they would want to pursue. So for that reason, I think that it's important that we always make sure to put ourselves first. Whether someone gets offended or not by that is completely their problem, in my opinion. I think that anyone who really values you as a person will not have a problem with you doing something that's good for you, something that prevents you from, let's say, getting diabetes or getting a range of health issues because you're ruining your sleep schedule. So just moving on into this year, I would say never be afraid to do what's right for you, even if you're afraid that people will look at it as something that's impolite. I think that's the word. Yeah, impolite. Um, Because people will just respect you a lot more when you put yourself first, and you will in turn respect yourself a lot more the next day, especially when you're not super tired when you've gotten a good night's sleep and you don't wake up feeling gross from all the junk food you ate the past night. Oh my god, and another massive lesson I learned this year was that you do not need to listen to everyone's opinion. There are a lot of people in this world who will genuinely have good intentions but end up leading you down the wrong path. And what I mean by this is Unfortunately, a lot of people in this world are not open-minded thinkers. Um, They tend to look at things with a pessimistic point of view, and that will really lead you down the wrong direction if you listen to those people, even though a lot of those people are friends and family members. Like, I've had people tell me I was way too ambitious, um, I spent too much time working, um, I need to do other stuff with my time, People will tell me that they don't believe in my side hustle ideas, whatever it may be. You just really cannot listen to those people. And I know it's hard because a lot of the people that have told me stuff like that are actually friends, Um, people that I know genuinely don't want to harm me. But a lot of people have good intentions, but will tell you stuff that you really don't need to listen to. And The way that I filter out the stuff that I want to listen to and the stuff that I'm going to blow off is I think about whether I would want the life of the person that is giving me this criticism or advice, whatever it may be. If I would not want to have their life, if I would not want to be more similar to them, then I do not take their advice. And I think that's really important because if you let yourself get carried away by these well-intentioned people, it'll just be really sad because I think you'll always know in the back of your mind that you could have done more and that you should have gone in the direction that you wanted to go. You know, I think there's nothing worse than 
not doing something that you really want to do because other people have told you that it won't work, that it's not something you should pursue, that it's a waste of time. And then just always feeling that regret. I think that regret is one of the worst feelings in the world. And if people are trying to lead you aside from something that you really know that you're meant to do, something that you just feel called to do, you cannot listen. I just think that a lot of my success has honestly been because I have not listened to a lot of the people who have told me that I do too much work, that I'm always working, that I need to stop, I need to take a break. Um, Some people have even told me that I don't have a life. But, you know, the hard thing about friends is that as much as you may talk to them, it's really hard for someone to actually get to know the type of person you are. And a lot of people will give you advice, not really knowing who you truly are and not really understanding what your life looks like. Like the people that, for example, told me I don't have a life, you know, really that couldn't be farther from the truth. I actually have a lot of professional connections and friends that I talk to on a regular basis. So I'm always working on new stuff. I'm always having fun, learning new things and um, doing my hobbies. So it's just... I'm very thankful that I did not listen to those people because if I had, I would probably not only be really self-conscious, but I would have stopped doing all the things that I love and all the things that bring me joy. And in this world, if something makes you happy, just do it. It really doesn't matter if people criticize you for it, if people say that it's weird. I mean, obviously, unless it's something illegal. Um, then in that case, don't do that. But for the most part, if something brings you joy, just don't listen to anyone who says you should stop because just people don't really know you as well as they think they do. So don't listen to advice from anyone who doesn't really know you as a person because, well, it's obviously not going to be effective advice for your daily life. I've already said a lot in this episode, so I think I'm going to wrap it up after this lesson. And my final lesson is that one more thing you do not want to listen to is actually your mind, which sounds insane. Like, why would I ignore my thoughts? But oftentimes, your thoughts will lead you astray. And it's not because you're just like stupid or set on sabotaging yourself, but because I think 95% of our actions are run by our subconscious mind and a large percentage of our day-to-day life yeah like 95 percent of everything we do in a day is just automatic habits that have been ingrained in our subconscious mind so a lot of people will continue living the exact same way until they die because of this and if you're not aware of the fact that most of what you do is controlled by your subconscious mind, you'll probably never feel compelled to change because if you don't actively try to ignore those thoughts that you're getting that tell you to repeat the same actions you've always done, um, 
you're just going to keep doing the same things over and over again. You're never going to change and you're never going to feel compelled to grow. And that's the scary thing. A lot of people think that they should always trust what their mind's telling them, but that's really not the case. Because like, let's say a drug addict's mind will constantly tell them that they need to keep having drugs and those thoughts will never change. The only way for them to stop being addicted to drugs is to push back against their thoughts and just stop having drugs. But of course, if they're not aware that they should be ignoring their thoughts, then they'll always succumb to whatever their thought is telling them to do. And I think in this day and age, the people that are the most successful are the ones that have learned to control their thoughts and not live according to their emotions. Of course, emotions and thoughts are helpful, but if you always live according to what your mind is telling you, you'll probably never want to do anything big or better than what you've already been doing. Like, how often do you get a thought in your mind that tells you to go run five miles or do something really big out of your comfort zone? Pretty much never, right? Because our mind is conditioned to keep us in our comfort zone. For some reason, our minds will probably always look at uncomfortable things as bad, so you'll really never get thoughts that tell you to improve. Or when you do try to improve, you'll get a lot of mental resistance because your mind just wants to keep you in a spot where it knows that you're safe and you're not going to be uncomfortable. But when we can really push past these thoughts and this mental resistance, that's when we can really begin to accomplish great things. Because all success is, is starting things before you're ready and being consistent and pushing through discomfort. And when you control your thoughts and when you stop giving in to every thought that crosses your mind, that's when you'll really find success. So as you move forward this year, I'd suggest just not being afraid to say no to any thought you have in your mind. If your mind is telling you to sleep in another hour, just practice pushing back, saying no, and getting up early. It's really good because the more you practice control over your thoughts, the more you practice pushing back against self-destructive thoughts, the more successful you will end up being in this world because it'll be easier for you to, you know, really be in control of yourself and not give in to every thought you have. So I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. I'm not sure how long this one turned out to be, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be longer than my past ones. Um, if you have any questions, you can email me. I think my email's still up, or you can DM me on Instagram. Uh, I hope you guys have a really amazing 2022 and thank you for listening to the podcast.